everybody, welcome back to the Muslim Intelligence Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Pekulski. Today, I flip the tables and I get interviewed by a great friend and mentor, Mr. Brian Johnson. If you're a longtime listener to the podcast, you will know exactly who Brian is. He is one of the most requested guests of the podcast, one of the most downloaded episodes in our history, our now over 10-year history of doing this podcast, which is truly incredible. I feel like I'm one of the OGs of the podcast space, and I really love doing it. I will continue to do it as long as I am able, as long as you are allowing me to do so. Uh, Brian founded the Heroic um, Business. Ultimately, he started with a company called Philosopher's Notes. He's now evolved it into a company called Heroic.us. It's a personal development program, and today's podcast is a compilation of the most impactful parts of our conversation. Uh, in this conversation, we discuss my own journey and my mission, so you can learn a little bit about me and what drives me. And uh, if you listen to this podcast for any duration of time, you probably already know, I really believe that optimizing your physical body is the path to self-mastery. Without mastering your physical body, or at least at least without taking diligent action to optimize your physical body, you simply will not live an optimized life. Your mind won't be optimized. Your emotions won't be optimized. Your self-control won't be optimized. You'll be governed by fear and you'll make ineffective decisions. Your body is the conduit, is ultimately the vehicle for success. And discuss that and so much more on this podcast with Brian. Uh, this is truly an enlightening conversation for anyone who is looking to live an inspired mission. It's not just about me. We ask a lot of, uh, we get into a lot of Brian's mission as well. I highly suggest you check out the Heroic program as well. Uh, you guys can head over to muscleintelligence.com slash heroic. And because you're listening to this podcast for a very short amount of time, Brian's going to hook you guys up with a free 30-day trial. And you're going to love it. My suggestion to you is just engage in the beginning. Go sign up for the free trial, 30 days, and engage in one philosopher's note or one plus one or one aspect of his app and just truly see the value. He's curated the most high-impact books probably in the history of uh, humanity and ultimately the ones that are going to impact you the most in your life. So thank you very much to Brian for interviewing me. Thank you very much to him for creating Heroic. I'm truly a fan uh, I'm, I'm a regular user of the app, and I just truly love it. Brian and Heroic are doing a lot for helping create heroes in this world. And a hero ultimately is someone who has mastery over self and has enough energy to help uh, someone else. So, ladies and gents, thank you for being here one more time. Muscleintelligence.com slash heroic to get hooked up with 30 days for free from Brian. And one of the things I admire most about you is integration of that really deep physical masculinity with this big heart, this deep soul, and a brilliant mind. So your combination of, you know, that mind-body-soul is really, really inspiring for me and just thrilled to have you here today to talk about how, you know, just you, I want to hear about your heroic quest and journey and um, honored that heroic coach um, in our platform has played whatever role it may have played in your journey. But welcome, dude. And uh, truly an honor and a pleasure. You're someone I look up to every day from afar, and to connect with you is always uh, just truly a pleasure, man. Thank you. All right, Ben, tell us about you. I want to hear about your uh, heroic quest, who you are, where you've been, what brought you to today. Oh, geez, how long you got? First of all, thank you for the very generous in introduction. And you're, you're right in, in so many things you said as far as me having a an enormous heart. And I knew that as a kid. I grew up in a very hard environment for a child. Couldn't do details, but it was, it, I, had, I definitely had some challenges. Didn't have a lot of things that a child would need. And so I, I started to develop an armor. I started to develop this this toughness, even, even you know, this furrowed eyebrow that you guys see now. Half of that's because I can't see. Half of that's because I 
you know, throughout my career, I would, I would put on this like angry face. I remember being a kid and saying, I wanted to have this angry face so that I kept the mean people away. And everyone thought I was angry. Everyone thought I was mean, you know? And so I developed this enormous armor of being a professional bodybuilder, but underneath was still this really soft, loving, caring, just enormous heart. So the bodybuilding thing for me was, was that a necessity? It was, it was so, it was built from so many years of suffering and fear and inadequacy as a child that that's the only way I knew out, right? It was like, I was on this, this path for, you know, you're either going to jail or going to become a drug addict or, you know, he finds some expression to all the emotion that I had, the deep level of emotion, which as a child, you don't understand emotion. You just have these big emotions and like, I don't understand. And I didn't know first it was sadness and it was fear. And then it was anger and it was, it was, you know, lashing out. And um, so bodybuilding for me was this beautiful way for me to express those emotions or at least get them out, move through them. Uh, and it was just this daily battleground to work through all of the mental challenges that uh, were just ex an expression of a childhood that was challenging for me. It, wa it wasn't nur nurturing for me. So while bodybuilding was what I did, it wasn't who I was, mm. certainly not who I am. And so when I, when I had my children in 2012 and 13, uh, so going through bodybuilding, I'll say I was so myopically focused. I, I have this this obsession, obsessive personality, disciplined, very persistent. I just, there's nothing else I, that I was on my, on my mind. I was, I'm going to be the best in the world and I won't stop till I get there. And uh, my son was born in 2012, my daughter 2013. And at that point it was like, I just can't be the same person. I was just so focused and, you know, some would say ruthless. I was certainly obsessed. And as soon as I had those angels, and I, and I really believe the only single thing that could have changed the trajectory of my life was, was what I'll call angels that were sent to my life. Tears coming to my eyes. I would have been still going down that path. So to this day, I feel like I owe them my life, and I don't put that level of pressure on them. But like that level of love, you know, it's just like I'm so grateful that you came here to save me, and you came here to to get me off that path. Which because there's so many bigger things in this world that this heart and this mind and this truth drive and this passion that was given to me as a gift is here to serve. And so since that time, 2012 and 13, I've really started just like finding myself and discovering who I really am. You know, I, I've been through some really hard stuff physically. I've been through some really hard stuff mentally, but really just, the, you know, peeling back the layers. And you speak about this often, it's like society is going in this path and, you know, which can be very um, confusing. It's like putting mud over the, over the, over the mirror, you know, mud over the, the window. And so like peeling back the mud and seeing who I actually am and what my true mission and vision and purpose is in this world. And so when it comes to the benefit I experienced going through the heroic coach program, it was, you know, Brian, for me, and this is, this is not, I'm not saying this because you're here, man. It was, it was a model. It was a model for me. Like growing up, I didn't have a male model, right? I didn't have somebody that said, Hey man, this is a really good human being. I just assumed everyone was, was bad people or out to screw you over. Or like, I just, I didn't meet a lot of great people in my, in my first 20 to 30, 25 to 30 years of my life. And so when I when I came across your stuff and and the the thought and the intentionality and the depth with good intentions behind it, I was just enamored, man. I was like, this this person is just an incredible human being, and not only are you an incredible human being living it, but now you're willing to to kind of think at the depth that you do and and deliver this in a way that human beings out there can can walk through this process in a logical sequential way, come out the other side as the better version of yourself with a repeatable process. I just loved it, man. I loved everything about it. I loved the the ideology. I loved, uh, you know, eudaimonia. I love arate. I love it all, man. And and um, I still think about it daily. I still think about energy, work, and love. And I still think about the daily reflection. And 
so many things that I know I can go on and on, but I don't want to talk too much. So I'll, I'll pass it back to you, man. But just to be honest, to be honest, it was just a, not only is the program incredible, just yourself as a leader and a man and being able to interact with you with your family just took it to a whole new level for me. And I aspire to to take parts of yourself and build it into my life. And I, I'm very grateful for you taking parts of yourself and turning it into a course. So pe- people like myself, and I'm sure the many you know thousands of people listening to this will also be able to, to take a piece of that. Wow. Uh, every single thing about that, beautiful. I appreciate your humility. I appreciate, you know, who you were as a young boy, as a young man, and kind of your arc and those angels that came into your life. And of course, honored to be part of your journey. So many different ways I can go. I want to do a couple of things. One, I want to step back and and hear more about you and your mission as you see it. Um, And then I do want to come back and connect like, well, when did we find one another, you know, and how and where were you at that juncture? But before we go there, I I just want to step back again and, and push through on where you were and then the clarity you've gotten on your mission, because I'm really inspired by you and how you show up. And when I think of force multipliers, and I think of why I tattooed my body with heroic and hero, I see that world in which this many people are flourishing. I see goosebumps, you and everyone here who's a heroic coach expressing themselves as the hero who becomes the guide in your own idiosyncratic way. And again, why I have such an affinity for you among many reasons is you are, you won. You won the normal game that so many men aspire to win. And let's go past that. Let's know what the ultimate game is here, folks. So your believability, your credibility, your ability to connect to individuals in a way that I never could. And then no other human being on the planet could is so inspiring for me, you know, and it deepens my resolve and my commitment to continue to be, to do what I do. But I would love to hear more about your mission as you see it today, knowing everything is always beautifully iterating. But can you share that with us? Yeah. It boils down to, you know, my relationship with my dad really being effectively non-existent. He was present, but non-existent. And there was a lot missing for me as a, as a son, as, as a young man, a young boy. And looking back on it, my dad isn't a bad person, right? He never abused me physically, maybe, whatever, won't get into details, but he didn't understand. So he, he had never, he was he was a young dad. He, he was never given a path. He was never given a model. He was never given a way to develop himself. He was just kind of thrust into this world and be like, hey, go figure it out and go figure out how to, to make enough money to support young children and go figure out a, 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 you know how to communicate with this this partner, my mother, and uh, I just didn't have uh, any trajectory. So therefore, when I was brought into this world, I was given less of a shot, right? I didn't have any leadership. I didn't have any direction. You just kind of thrust into this world, like, hey, go figure it out. And so for for me, muscle building, bodybuilding in the gym specifically was just a daily battleground for me to explore all the lazy tendencies, all of the fear and and you know, why do I want to not do things? And, you know, it just allowed me to really explore my character, to develop my character, to explore my emotions, to express my emotions. And for me, it was this this path out. It was it was the only way that I understood or that I was able to navigate getting out of this world that was just so overwhelming to me because no one had given me a path. It's like, everyone's like, oh, just finish school. Everything's going to be better. Like, well, no, that didn't work. I did that. Like, okay, well, what's next? What really my mission is now is empowering men to have the physical capability to develop confidence. So it's it's ultimately using 
our physical body to develop the mental prowess, to develop the spirituality, to develop the health. So we have not only the time, but the, the self-confidence and the ability to kind of work through our challenges. And so again, that's kind of a summarized way of, of getting to the bottom of, I just like, I love the idea of men being men and men having the opportunity to have a great community of supportive people to express their challenges, express their emotions uh, so that they can give back to those that they love. You know, I always mm-hmm. say the things that matter to my community most is family. Like I, for, what matters to me most is family. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to, you know, in order for you, always say in order for you to give back to what matters to you most, you have to show up for yourself first. And so muscle intelligence is just about giving guys the, the clear path, right? I say like, if, Hey man, I've been down that path. I'm just going to shine the light on it. Like I'm, I'm not doing anything miraculous. I'm just going to shine the light on how to do this in a way that's so much more effective and so much easier than you ever thought was possible. So you can take that time, that energy that you now have and give it back into whatever is most important to you, whatever your mission in life is. And so a lot of the guys coming through our community, they, they feel my my sincere desire to help, my sincere desire to, to, to shine the light on the path. And so Whatever is most important to you, if it's family, amazing. Please go give back to those angels. And if it's if it's some other mission, amazing. Please go give your all to that mission. I'm just here to support you from behind to say, I'm going to make sure you have everything you possibly can on that day. I'm going to believe in you. I'm going to support you with the tools, the skills, the habits, and just the the, the community to be able to, to dive into that. That's beautiful. And there's so many thoughts that arise for me now. As you know, um, one of the big things that we talk about is being a radiant exemplar. You know, and just having that presence that people can feel. You walk into a room and again, you have the physical presence. You walk into a room and there's an energy that's palpable. But independent of that, um, we each have the opportunity to cultivate that, you know, moral charisma is what I kind of describe as soul force. Um, And we've been recently talking about this with our coaches and our ambassadors that um, there are three aspects to it, to cultivate charisma that we all can cultivate. And you just, for me, captured each of the three, which is why I'm going to briefly highlight it. The first thing is presence. So we need to have presence if we want to be charismatic. If we want to actually be able to influence people and to be able to connect deeply, we need to be present. If we're looking at our phones distracted and everything's coming in and people know that we don't think they're important, you have no ability to affect them powerfully. The second thing is power. So your physical power, your believability in achieving outcomes that most people think are the ultimate game that we know are the first mountain game. But it's really important. And this is, I'm just stating the same thing I said earlier from a different perspective. But coaches, it's really important you're succeeding. When we talk about a eudaimon on traditional terms, however you define it, but that believability is important. And and Aristotle talks about this. The eudaimon, it isn't just one who's flourishing or happy outside of society. They're working within the constraints of society and winning society's games, goosebumps. Yet they know that the ultimate game is way bigger than that. But your presence that I feel now and that I felt when we were together and when you were doing this with me is palpable. Your power is literally palpable, both physically and spiritually and otherwise. And then your warmth. So that's the third aspect. You can be present, you can be powerful, and you can be mean and people will be afraid of you. But if you have warmth and you have that true integrity that people actually look at you the way that you graciously describe me, that I actually think this guy cares about me. He isn't just doing all the hustle things. And a lot of people in this world in general and in the self-development world without being mean-spirited about it tend to have a bit of a, you know, different approach to it. 
wow, I really believe this person wants the best for me. When you combine that presence with the power, with the warmth, and that's what I see in you, boom. Then there's their opportunity to lead, the opportunity to affect change. And again, this is our entire work, coaches, is to be that, to be that radiant exemplar in your own idiosyncratic way. And then to use, as you do so beautifully, Ben, you know, you're using, getting your body built such that it can be that vehicle for transforming your consciousness and doing all the other things that um, we could talk about for a long time. But anyway, I just want to briefly highlight that because again, you're you're a for me a really, really, really beautiful example of everything that I aspire to be and to teach and to encourage others to be. Um, so thank you. Um, bless you. And how did we get to know one another to go back and pull that thread? Like walk me back through where where are we and who do we have to thank for this? Because I, I we gotta I want to do more of that. So I'll tell you what, man. In 2007, I was 26 years old and I was uh, living the mindless life. I was I was done. I was you know deep into the typical cultural normalities, and I had some deep struggles in my life. And I met this gentleman who is my 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 osteopath. And I would lay down his table and he was fixing my body. And we would start, he would ask, start asking me questions because he would ask him my week when he started asking me questions. And I would say, you know, I'm having a hard time with this girl that I'm seeing and I'm, you know, fighting with my sister. And, and like, I made some comment to him, some, you know, comment about, you know, how they make me feel this way. And he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. Nobody makes you feel anyway. What are you talking about? Anyways, so he ended up becoming a guy who was what I would say my first coach, me, my first mentor. And every week I'd come back and he would fill up my little MP3 player to, to date me, my little MP3 player with, with audiobooks and resources. And so I would go away and I'd voraciously consume it the whole week and with my obsessive personalities, consume everything. I listened to it all the time. It was Tony Robbins and Jim Rohn and, and you know, the typical guys. And then one week I go and he's like, you got to check out this guy on YouTube. So he started sending me to Philosopher's Notes. Wow. This is probably, two, I don't know, two, I don't know when you started, but like maybe 2009, maybe earlier than that. Like yeah. that, it's somewhere between 2007 and 2009. Um, and I started watching these and I would consume everyone you put out in my typical way. And then since then, I just kind of followed everything you did. Every time I wanted to review a book, I would try to, every time you got a new philosopher's note on YouTube, I'd watch it. Uh, and then, ah, gosh, from there, I think we just reached out to have you on the podcast. I think that's how we, we kind of interacted for the first time personally. And, you know, we had a great, great conversation, which you just, you know, crushed it as you always do. I think that was that was it and the gentleman's name is alvin brown and i know he's an enormous fan of yours and still is a great great friend in my life and uh i owe him i owe that man so much uh <laughs> like for for sending me down the right path you know because like you're a vulnerable kid at 27 years old i call myself a kid but 26 27 i could have gone in so many different directions because there's so wow. much there's so much emotion and anger he's like hey go consume this stuff and it's, it was so empowering for me wow goosebumps again and the, again as you know, we just recruited a team of ambassadors and we were blessed to have 1,500 people from 75 countries, 750 cities around the world. He said, I want to help. I want to help catalyze the heroic movement, help catalyze the heroic public benefit corporation. And so we've been really deep in the empowerment phase and coming together and collaborating on, well, what can we do? And one of the big, and of course we have the coach program. So you literally just articulated the strategy that we're striving to deploy in order to create, to execute the mission, to fulfill the vision, right? To create that world. And the whole strategy is, all right, it's the the hero 
who becomes the guide in the case of your your story, your osteopath. And I, I will send a note to Alvin. I'd love to connect with him. If you know, be one of your luminaries, man. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Magic. So, so I don't know Alvin's story, but I know Alvin had the same story you and I have. And again, I didn't realize he we had the dad thing. And you know, my dad, like he and I traded, you know, max three words that weren't about whatever sports was on, looking at his profile, he's watching the TV, all the things that go with that. And all of the things that go with that beyond that. But Alvin had to go through his hero's journey, his heroic quest in order to become the guide for you and to meet you right at that point. And then here he is saying, you know what, son, as the archetypal father that you didn't have, this I think you'd really benefit from Jim Rohn, from Tony Robbins and you know, for me to be in that that dialogue with the Philosopher's Notes TVs. And so this is literally our entire strategy. How do we empower the hero to become the guide? We call the guide a coach, heroic coach. Yep. You know, half the people that go through our program aren't coaches. They just want to become better. Yet they don't know they're coaches because they're moms and dads and teachers and other people that may not be considered it. But they are the guides who help the hero who's coming up behind them and you literally just embodied that perfectly. So ambassadors, coaches, this is what we're talking about. This is how we change the world. Dude, again, so happy that, that he connected us. Now let's talk about, and I appreciate your kind words in terms of the, the toward me and toward the high level. What specifically, what specifically did I share that impacted you? Um, and if there was a this thing, you know? number one or two or three or whatever, but I'd just like to have that chat with you just to kind of unpack that again so I can do more of that. And um, those who may be considering joining our coach program can kind of get insight into why that might be a wise investment of their time. Yeah. I think for me, the most powerful thing that I took from the coaching program, you know, we can talk about what was before that, but specifically the coaching program is who are you at your highest and best in energy, work, and love and, and defining that. I think that was a really powerful thing for me because so many of us go through life, you know, call it habitually, call it robotically, uh, just like mindlessly moving through the day. And when I started to define who I am on my energy, my best, my my best at work and my best in love, uh, it really just created a standard for myself. And I think, you know, I always speak in, in my community about you are the standard to which you hold yourself. And if we can define the standard so clearly that we can see it, then we can be it. And I think for me, that's something I still think about literally every day. Like, am I showing up at my best in love? And if I'm not, what the hell am I doing? Right? I'm leaving something yep. on the table. And if I am, I feel so confident in myself. I feel so empowered. You know, like even in, in am I showing up my best for my as a parent? Am I showing up at my best as a leader in my business? And if I'm not, then I'll journal about that and reflect. You know, I think of like domains of life. Like first define it. Right. And ideally, you, for me, ideally, I have an avatar of someone who's already embodying it, which is what you've done for me. It's like, you know, I watch how you, how you show up as a leader for your community, how you show up as a, such a clear, radiant exemplar, to use your, your term, which I, which I still steal all the time, but I give you credit for. It's just beautiful. It's exactly what it is. Like, you need to, you need to radiate what you're, what you're speaking about. And, and so that's been an enormous addition to my, uh, my mission. Cause, you know, as a bodybuilder, as a young aspiring bodybuilder, I knew exactly where I was going. I was like, I just want to be the, the best bodybuilder in the world. And if I can see it, there's nothing that stops me. Like I just keep going. I want, yeah. like, I'm, I'm very persistent. And so in this case, because I created that standard in energy, work, love, and leadership, and all the other areas that I add to it, um, it just allows me to have a clear trajectory. 
That's so good, dude. And we need to talk more. We haven't gotten into you know the depth of the app and what we've done with the app, but we architected the app around that idea. That that's the entire app. So the idea is energy work and love. And again, the the seven objectives of my philosophy and of our program and the book that's coming out, which I'm excited to talk to you more about, is objective zero is you have to answer the call. Um, and we're working on the title, and I'm probably going to call it "How to Activate Your Heroic Potential." Ancient wisdom, modern science, practical tools to win the ultimate game and fulfill your destiny, right? So how to activate your heroic potential. Objective zero is you have to answer the call. So the phone is ringing. We just watched Finding Joe as a community the other day. Are you answering the call? There's a bigger call to your life. All right, cool. Nothing happens until that phone is answered and you respond and go off on your heroic quest. Then of course you get the guide, you get the buddies, et cetera. You got Alf and I've had my guides and we continue to spiral up. Then you get your buddies who go on the quest with you. But then objective one is you got to know the ultimate game. And you mentioned briefly, and I want to come back to it, eudaimonia via arete, right? And then we need to know. So the ultimate game is not what we've been seduced to play, objective one. Objective two is you got to forge anti-fragile confidence. You got to know it's supposed to be hard. Okay, cool. That's important to keep in mind. We talk about how to do that, obviously. Building trust in yourself by doing the things you say you will do consistently, which again is why I love you in the gym. It's very measurable. Did you do your reps that you said you would do? And this and this and this. Did you eat the way you said you would, et cetera? And then objective three is the big three, energy, work, and love, as you know. But to kind of frame it up here, simplify it all. And again, roles and goals, categories of improvement, Stephen Covey, Tony Robbins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if we want to get life right, energy, work, and love. And then why I brought this up is who are you at your best in your energy, in your work, in your love? Create a clear identity James Clear beautifully articulates the etymology of identity, which means repeated beingness. And there's a beautiful dual uh, relationship there, right? It goes both ways. You know who you are, then you act like that. And by acting like that, you become that and this beautiful spiraling up. So I'm excited to get you in the app because when we launch the social platform, I want you to be one of our principal guides, as we've discussed, where people can see you at your energy work, and oh, you got that right before you got your angels. Then you realize, no, 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 the most important thing was what was missing, which is love. So to be able to see you showing up as your best in your energy, your work, and your love. Um, and briefly to step back, Brandon Geyer, the Major League Baseball player, he's the mental toughness coach for the Los Angeles Angels now. And he's also a big investor, and he's been on the app since before we le- released it. So he's an athletic beast. You know, that's just who he is. And if you see him, he's he's the baseball equivalent of you, you know, and he's a world-class coach and he's a loving soul. And then he's got his virtues that he's going to embody today, not someday. And then for me, I come in and I got these identities. I have these virtues and I have the things that I do. I know I've got a protocol. I know exactly what I do when I'm at my best and I want to make my prior best my new baseline. So every single morning, I recommit to being heroically disciplined. I just changed that this morning. And I'm going to be disciplined, calm, confident, poised, strong, grounded, energized, tranquil, and zesty. And specifically, I'm going to do this, this, and this. I'm in bed for nine to 10 hours. I'm meditating for an hour or a minute, depending on where I'm at in that day. And I'm doing my things. Anyway, I am really excited to continue our chat and to talk more about that and then see your concretization of your identities and energy working off. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, Let's step back. Talk to me about before we connected. What 
because you had to make the choice to go into the coach program. So there was some change that was happening that was significant enough for you to invest the time in the program. Um, talk to me about, and I'll go pointed, eudaimonia and arte. You mentioned that. So let's just talk about that. What does that mean for you? And how has that impacted you in your life? I'm, the, the awareness. So there's a few, there's a few levels. I'll start with this, this reality. So I uh, forget the gentleman's name, the baseball coach. I'm a coach, right? And I coach people. And I have, uh, so the word integrity means a lot to me. And I have a, a distinct, uh, palpable uh, emotion, emotional, palpable response when I'm living out of integrity. So for me to coach people, I have to do the work. I can't speak from a place of, of theory. I have to speak from a place of mastery. And I won't speak about something that, or at least I'll try not to speak about something that I haven't uh, first thought about, second applied, and third, hopefully conquered. And so when I saw your program and saw the depth of thought and the just the depth of acuity that you put into the way you speak and communicate and the way you approach this stuff, it's just really important to me to go and and understand it and understand your frameworks because my brain works in frameworks, which seems like yours does too. Does too. Um, if I understand the framework, I can I can everything kind of fits into it. Like you're saying, energy everything is energy, work, and love. Great, I've got the complete framework. Am I optimizing these areas? And so it was this this desire to express the greatness that's within me, and I had no idea what that was. You know, it's it's something I remember being probably four or five years old and going, you know, there's something different about me. I don't belong in this family. Mm. And I didn't have a way to understand. I didn't have a guide. I didn't have anyone, any way to follow it. And so that guy idea of like Arate, uh, you know, expressing the greatness within myself is, uh, just, just pulled me. I was like, that's it. Like, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what the path is. I still don't think I know what the path is. I still feel like I'm not quite mm. there. But I, I'll, I just love the process and I'll never stop just like learning and understanding it and the self-contemplation and, you know, meditation and just understanding who I am at the level of my soul, giving compassion, love and forgiveness to my younger self for all the challenges and all the, the missteps. And it's just allowing me to continue to develop my soul and, and, and really connect with who I am at my soul. And I, I hope to one day understand it. And I don't know that I ever will, but I hope, I hope it's, I do. That's beautiful. And uh, good news, your understanding of it at its current level is absolutely astonishing. And it's that theory to practice to mastery is what we talk about a lot. Theory, practice, mastery together today. And, you know, and our potential, of course, is asymptotic. We're never going to get there. As Phil says, Stotts, you're never going to be exonerated. There's always going to be more potentiality. Yet in this moment, and this is, you know, the Arte for me, and Brandon Geyer, our guest yesterday, who's again a dear friend now, he went through our program and said, I'm getting the Arte tattoo, to which I said, not before I do. So I had to rush out to the, the tattoo place to make sure I got it first. But this idea that you're capable of being this, and you talked about the emotional dissonance you feel and the, the visceral response. If you were capable of being this, we all know that we're capable of being this. And you're being this, and there's that gap between who you could have been and who you are being, or who you could be and who you are being. In that gap, as you know, I like to say, exists anxiety, depression, disillusionment, et cetera. Good news. The moment you close the gap 
in that moment, there's no room for anxiety, regret, depression, disillusionment. Now, you still might have a lot of work to do to figure out and clean up your life. But the moment you flip the switch and turn on the light and you are being your best self and living with Arte, you are, from my vantage point, heroic. Aristotle would say, you experience eudaimonia, which is that deep sense of joy and flourishing, knowing that you're living in integrity with your highest ideals. So love it. When you think about how else the, the program may have positively affected you both personally and professionally, we'd just love to hear anything else that arises for you. Yeah, Brian. So um, I think you mentioned this briefly about yourself. Um, I didn't know what love was until my children were born. I had no idea that it existed. I knew, I knew, you know, like intellectually, but I never experienced it. And so the idea of, um, one getting clear on the thought, well, the fact that it existed, I felt, I think I felt it probably for the first time in my life, I understood it Two, getting clear on how to live it. So I, I think it's, you know, kind of along the same path of what I said previously, I spent a lot of time because if I was to be honest about my, um, my journey, that's probably the area of my life that I, um, would tend to push off be like, I don't need it. I'm good. Right. So imagine a kid, you know, seven years old in a big city of Toronto by himself, taking the subway, you know, alone at night, nowhere to go, no idea what I'm doing. And you just figure it out. And you're like, the emotions don't matter. Like I, I kept people at a distance and it didn't matter. I didn't, I, I didn't need it. And people just let me down constantly. So Love was never something that I wanted. And this is still probably the biggest work I think I have to do. The biggest area of work is allowing love in. And I, I give love, I think, often. Uh, but allowing love in is a challenge for me. So this program is constant reminder of, and not just from the content perspective, actually, but from the participants' perspective of good people living mm. great lives uh, from a place of love. And so it, it reminds me to, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to let the hard things uh, or let the the hard emotions, for the hard emotion for me, I'll speak uh, about myself, out or and in. And so the being in the community for me or being uh, aware of the community and seeing how you guys interact is just a constant reminder of the, of the willingness or the ability to be vulnerable enough uh, as as a you know someone who embodies the strong masculine in this world, to also have the balance of the vulnerable, loving, caring man, which I which I am so much with my children and, and my family, but I I don't often I don't often let that side through, and and I'm, that's kind of my work right now is like balancing the hardness sometimes that society inflicts on us and the the love that is in my heart, and so this community allows me to see so many people living from that place. And I'm very grateful for it. Wow. Goosebumps again. And this has been a, another theme over the last several days, even yesterday, I think, or two days ago, um, a woman celebrated us for that. And for the men in our community showing up in a way that you described with that open-hearted, pure love and vulnerability, um, and just the courage to be fully expressed and integrated. And then as I've shared a number of times, you know, when I look at, well, how do you change the world? You change it one person at a time. It's Gandhi 101. Be the change you want to see. But what does that really mean? You know, and how do you operationalize that? And there's all the other things we could talk about. But then the primary two things are wisdom and community. So to me, wisdom is getting new ideas that can shape your life, 
right? And then moving from theory to practice to mastery on those ideas. It's really important. The books, the podcasts, the, the wisdom we gain, obviously. I call that inside out. Unquestionably transformative. Yet science says the fastest and most powerful way to change your life is actually to join a community of individuals with high standards who inspire and encourage you to be and show you what it looks like to be your best, most heroic self. So again, goosebumps, to be able to do it here like this with you is sacred. And then why I have tattooed my body with the commitment to create an answer to the social dilemma is if you look at the viciousness that exists in our society and how it has been exacerbated by the wrong model of community driven with inappropriate leadership, well, what's the alternative? How do we create an answer to that where a community of individuals come together like this, come together offline, and then most importantly, go offline into their lives to be the best version of themselves? Um, but again, you're, you're hitting on some themes that are really important for us as we get more clarity on who we are as a movement. But that connection is everything at the end of the day to ourselves, to our families, to communities like this and the one that you are leading. So beautiful. Bless you. Anything else you want to share before we transition to our community? Um, Can I, man, just, I was thinking about your tagline from the beginning, more wisdom and less time. And that was that was a big one for me. Wisdom is, uh, you know, wisdom and growth are certainly probably my highest values, the things that I aspire to. And I just want to be someone who's a valuable contributor to life and valuable contributor to other people's journey. And, you know, one, thank you for being here and investing our time for, for, all, for all of our sakes. And I can ever support along the way in whatever way. I love it, dude. Where is the best place for people to learn more about you, to connect to you and your wisdom and your expression? Yeah. So I try to, to commit to getting a podcast out every week. We actually put two out every week, but a lot of times it's interviews and, and I've, I've made a serious commitment to getting a personal one out more often. And that's not just fitness and health related. So it's just wide spectrum of, of optimization of self, right? It's it's you know spirituality. It's it's training. It's longevity. It's it's health optimization. And so the Muscle Intelligence Podcast is probably a good place to start. Muscle Intelligence Podcast is that MuscleIntelligence.com the highest level. Okay, cool. MuscleIntelligence.com. Do it again. Bless you. Thank you. Yeah, I want to tell you about something special that I've been working on. To be honest, I've been working on it for about six years. Since I retired from professional bodybuilding in 2016, I've really shifted my focus away from being the biggest, most muscular man on the planet, which was my goal, to now just understanding what goes into feeling great, looking amazing, and ultimately performing at my best. I think as a man over 35, now a man over 40, things start to shift. They certainly started to shift, for, started to shift for me. I moved away from wanting to just be all about how I looked and really moved away and wanted to feel good. I want to perform well. I want to wake up every day with enough energy and vitality to attack the things that matter most to me. And maybe some days that means spending time with my children in the park and, and playing tag or going and playing some basketball or learning how to surf or learning how to snowboard and just being able to live in a, a life that was unrestricted. Right? If we have barriers around our lives or our decisions are influenced by what we're physically capable of, that see, to me is a life of limits. And I love the idea of living a limitless life. I want to remove certainly the physical barriers from my life. If there's something I can't physically do, that takes away options. And I really don't like that. And I think a lot of men over 35 can relate. At one point in my life, it was just about, I want to look awesome. 
I want to be strong. I want to be muscular. I want to look like Superman. And to be honest, I still do want to look like Superman, but that's no longer my top priority. Now my top priority is what I call physical optimization. I need to wake up every day feeling amazing, having zero limitations on how I move and ultimately having the capacity to perform whatever I want to. If I decide I'm going to jump out and play a baseball game, or I'm going to go out and, and do some running or I'm going to be really, really strong when I deadlift, squat, and bench press in the gym or any of those other things, I want to have a really wide arena of physical capability. And so I spent the last six years really sifting through all of the information and truly understanding what goes into physical optimization for men over 35. And it's boiled down to these four specific areas that if you just pay attention to these in a varying amount, depending on who you are and where you are, you will succeed. You will ultimately prevent these walls from closing in around you. You know, as you age, you're not getting better. We are getting worse. Unless you're taking diligent action, the walls in the corridor around you are starting to close. It's going to start to narrow. Your, your joints are going to start to hurt. Your physical capability is going to start to become less unless you're taking diligent action. So if you're a man over 35 who's already training, you're already going to the gym, you're already working hard, you're doing all the things right that you know of, but maybe you're not getting the results you want. Or maybe you know there's there's another level there. Maybe you're looking for someone like me who's been at the highest level, who ultimately can help you optimize what you got and ultimately look at this through a completely different lens. I'm sure you're an expert at what you're an expert in, and I'm an expert when I'm an expert in, and I love the idea of helping men over 35 to show up at their highest and best for what matters for them most. Because for me, my family matters the most. For me, you guys matter the most. My community, showing up for my with passion for my mission. My mission now is to help men over 35 to optimize their physical body so that we remove limitations, so that we don't have trepidation in our mind, so that we can ultimately do what we want to do when we want to do it with the highest amount of vigor and vitality available to us right now. Gentlemen, if this speaks to you, I encourage you to head over to muscleintelligence.com series and sign up for a no obligation video series that I've created to tell you all about the things that we need to focus on as men over 35. This series is truly my magnum opus. Everyone knows me around the internet, around the world as the muscle building guy. And while I still am very, very highly capable when it comes to muscle building, what I've realized is there's more to it. There's not, it's not just about how big and strong can I be once I pass 40. Maybe it is for you, but at some point it's going to be, well, how well do I move? How great, how great do I feel? How well does my brain work? How much energy do I have to do all the things I need to do in a day and then have energy left over to go home and play with my family, my kids, and, and ultimately who, what, do whatever I want to do. And so if this speaks to you, this series is going to hit home and ultimately provide you with some incredible value so you can live your greatest life in a body you love, as, as you know, the Muscle Intelligence mission goes. So gents, uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for being part of the Muscle Intelligence community. And if you are someone who's over 35, who's already going to the gym, you're looking for more. You know there's another gear available to you. And you know, ultimately, as we age, things are going to get worse. Things are going to get tighter. Things are going to get slower and weaker and softer. And if you're not going to accept that as your reality, then muscleintelligence.com slash series to engage in my phase one program. This program I'm calling phase one, which is the first phase of progress for men over 35. Gents, head over there right now and engage with us. And I look forward to any of your comments, your feedback. If you, if you go there and you enjoy this conversation, if you enjoy the, the, the topic, if you enjoy the information and you see value, I encourage you to share it with at least one person or all the people you know and love who ultimately are over 35 trying to optimize their physical body so they can be the best they can. 
I have an incredible passion for helping this world become a better place. I'm using my unique capability, my skill set, and ultimately my passion and purpose for being in this world to help you show up at your highest and best for what matters to you. Jens, thanks for being here. And uh, thank you, as always, for being a loyal listener of the Most Intelligence Podcast. If you're not already listening, already subscribed to the podcast, do so now because everything going forward is going to be really directed at my optimization of the physical body, the mental body, and ultimately the spiritual body. Have an amazing day. I'll see you on the other side. Thank you so much for tuning into Muscle Intelligence. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with at least one person you know. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. The statements and views on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Ben Bikulski and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements or advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest and products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.